The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 30th of March 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Good morning John. And guest again Gordo. Alright, how's it going? So this is like your second interview? It is, it is, that sophomore year. Go for it then. without trying to make you feel uncomfortable, we've had good feedback. Well that's good, I mean you can work from there. So it seems like the empty like talking to Gary back and forth while he's on Pokemon. Yep. It's came back. That Not it, a winning it does, formula. It doesn't seem as involved anymore. <laughs> Who, so, who, would have, who would have thought just doing Pokemon and the occasional quip about Dumbarton wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, yeah. with the with the listeners? Yeah. So we have a shitload to catch up on. Let's do it fast. I, I'll, I'll review it pretty quickly. The too long, didn't read, didn't listen is we had a very good last couple of weeks. The first being on the podcast and then the second for followers of our Twitter and Facebook group. We put out as a post. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had internationals. Yep. Which by if Scotland players aren't going to bother to turn up for. Why, why should we? Why should yeah. we? I hate international weekend. Like, like even if you've got the armband and you have a dentist appointment, you I, can't I, do both. People would have seen on the Facebook group that <laughs> <laughs> we've made, made quite a bit of money actually back in England. This is the, this is the thing. Because when they went 1-0 down, they went 7-1 to win that first half. Well, I heard Ali McCoy, it was just not on the betting front, I just heard Ali McCoy's on TalkSport. And I have to agree with them. England are becoming they look annoyingly good. good to watch. They look good. Yeah. And young and fast. Yeah, that's that was the thing. It was um, somebody said when it was Rooney up top, it seemed like people were really slow to get around them. Yep. And you're looking in Adoy and Sterling are past Kane before you even think. Aye. And then they, they look terrifyingly <laughs> yeah. decent. Will they win something? I think they could win the they, Euros. They could. The way everyone else Germany are struggling, Holland are struggling. Yep. Something about France. <laughs> See if you can have Giroud up front and still win the World Cup. Giroud's like now their third top goal scorer of all time. I've seen that. Yeah. 35 goals. He's a, he's a like focal point though. He's like, getting nowhere near Henri in fairness, but that's I, still amazing. I've said this about quite a lot of strikers. I see sometimes it's just strikers that will just stay where they are. Yeah. See if you've got Mbappe, Griezmann and whoever the third it kind of varies on the left side. See if you have those three. Don't have a striker coming short for the ball. Yeah, have someone that occupies two centre halves and go in the other way. Aye, and just let the rest take care of it. Don't don't close space for Griezmann or Mbappe. Just let it let them just, just run you, past. Except that you're kind of just there to occupy defenders. Like I would do that. <laughs> huh? That was what Givar did. He just stood there and let Henri Zidane and that just play football. He's like, right, I'll just stay here. I'm just an annoyance to yeah. everyone else. I'll just stay here and I'll, and at some point I'll look back and I'll have 35 goals. <laughs> I love more French goals than Cantona, <laughs> Trezeguet, Jean-Pierre Papin. It's like he's overtaking Zidane as yeah, well. Brilliant. So, I love Olivier Giroud though. So, so da. It, it, still, he's like the he's like the ex-partner that I'm happy to see doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and even can, when he comes on in a Chelsea shirt. Even I'm in sorry, a Chelsea yep, shirt, I kind of yeah. go, oh. He just turns up and does something ridiculous now and then. You're like, you're clearly a really talented footballer and I feel really bad for you. Well, you get such bad press. Well, see if you don't actually like Shira. Go and just Google his French goals. It's just unbelievable. The one is, there's, there's a half volley scored against Sweden, which is just ridiculous. Like, it's out. Remember the Carlos free kick? The very famous, when everyone realised that after seven years of Carlos scoring hundreds of free kicks, that he could take a free kick. Aye, the one that bent round like you the could corner have bent flag, around the bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went round the corner flag, came back in on and just... side. And it's like it's the wrong way to do a free kick as well. Yeah. do you know what I mean? It was oh, it's wonderful. But Giroud hits a half volley from the left side of the goal, coming across on the right. Yeah, and it is a good four yards outside the post when he hits it. Yeah, and just comes back in. It's beautiful. Nice so that's the the Giro section done, and yeah. then we're going to go into us boasting at how good we are. So Saturday the ninth. So the last the last podcast we done. Uh, my banker was Atletico Madrid at home at Leganes. Uh, you're getting four to nine. They won one 0 Pretty standard. I think I'd backed it as two 0 on a correct score as well. So I was a wee bit upset. About you did that. mention that. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean, I got the banker in. I can't complain. Uh, my banker was 
Barnsley at home to Accrington. That was a solid 2 0 win at 1 2. Another banker in the bag. My value, I'm very upset with. So, Leon away to Strasbourg. There's like a lot of coupons down on the Facebook group, just annoyingly by accident. <laughs> yeah, well, they were They were coasting. Yeah, well, my combination was my three picks, your banker, and actually your two charity <laughs> picks. Brilliant. So, I had a sixfold that was coming in. Yeah. Leon were 2 0 up with 20 minutes to go. And it went 2-1. But I also had Leon in a scoring win double that was coming in as well. Did you think or did you cash out any of I this? didn't look at it. I just yeah. let it run. Because why? they were never going to draw 2-0. Well, well. Yeah, they, oh, they drew 2 all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was two goals late on. Uh, so that was really upsetting because that would have been a great even money punt. And I think my coupon would have been 480. <sighs> oh, that's a stinker. So I was pretty gutted. But I, I, see, to be honest, I think I was busy and I was just kind of monitoring the result yeah. quickly. I wouldn't have time to jump in and cash out. Uh, my value suffered a, a similar fate. I, it ended 2 all as well. It was Orleans at home to Ajaccio. And I went to the Croatian League. So this is this Istra team. So Istra and Rudez. See if you see them in Croatia playing yep. back against them. Just anyone against them. Anyone Love against it. them. They're so bad. So it would get away to them. So they were 5th versus ninth. You were getting 2-1. I remember looking at this, and because I texted you, that it kicked off at a time that was slightly strange, and I didn't get on it. Yeah. And but were, I was okay because I'd already won from our other picks a, a double our bankers. And they were three 0 up at half time. Yeah, it was it's a route. It was a two two one odds three 0 up at half time. I was like, this is ridiculous. But my brother hadn't listened; he'd missed it. Turned up at the Rangers game, and I was like, "I yeah, know I've got it on. It's but it's three 0 up already. You missed it." I know two to one's a great price for a team be leading at half time three 0 It's but, printing money at that point. The, there's becoming teams that I'm now just betting against. I like, love doing that. Though. Like I'm not looking for. I'm just looking at. You're the not plane. even looking at the home side. No. All right, you're just all right. Okay, that's an L. Yeah, L. Yeah, great. Uh, my outsider. I took Sheffield Wednesday away to Derby, and this ended one all, and was irritating if I remember correctly because I think Derby equalised reasonably late on in that game. See, it's, it's almost treating it like you're a football team, but see, whenever I see is only losing the bet by a draw, it's all right. I don't feel as deflated, even no. though the bet's yeah. still fucked. Aye, I know. I'm like, God, it was a draw, it was fine. Yeah. We got a point, we get out. But if an outsider ends up drawing, if you're tipping something that's three to one or over and it ends up a draw, you're clearly on the right side of that bet. Okay, it didn't come in this time, but it was clearly a good shot. Well, you're going against the favourite. Yeah. And you've done quite well because the favourite didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our charity picks that week, uh, I got both mine up, which was uh, Dunfermline away at Alloa and Halshire away at Alloa. Two aways as well. Two aways at around even money. Um, so that, that double itself was over 3-1. to one, So happy with that. Others, oh, Bournemouth were really good against Huddersfield. I, I, was, I think I was hoping for the manager bounce. Yeah. But it did not come. Didn't happen. Did you have a look at Halishers? Did you get the notification for Halishers, um or Allen's disallowed goal? Because I took your both your tips. <laughs> and it was about 88 or 89th minute. They got a, the, Allen got a disallowed goal. And I was like, no, this can't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, because of like, more recently with the kind of like VR, VAR updates, it's kind of like you get an update and you get, oh no, it's actually been taken away completely again. Like you get the goal back. Like you were saying that quite a lot about the Premier League recently. Like where you or not the Premier League, the the cup where you get like Oh the fucking cup. Where you get VAR and then VAR back in. But when the German leagues it was none of that. I just got go, oh no, Alice Alan are doing this and then got it back. It's great. It's like you get a reprieve. <laughs> it's the amount of time it takes now that I, I think betting companies need to do something about that. Well, apps, and maybe not announce the goal until it's definitely a goal. That's what Flash score do now. Right. Yeah, they, rather than they, they score stall, corrections. They stall. Yeah. I mean they still get they still get some wrong. But oh, I've noticed it in the Australian League for the most part is they don't announce it until the goal is cleaned and there's no decision yeah. to be made. So I do, I've noticed it. And and majority of Andy's photos in our group chat is just him being raging that he's got two notifications in three minutes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were up 3-0. They're actually drawing one each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's exactly it. But, oh, by the way, your special bet that yes, week was fucking incredible. This is my boat. I know. I even listened to it back and I was so gutted I hadn't. See if I just added one name. See if I just said Zaha or Townsend. Mm. Just either of the white players. I don't think anyone was bothering when all their 7-1 to bets came well, in. Well, because there were some people that took Palace to take So on bet 365, well. you could pick Palace to score a penalty in that game and it was 7 or 8-1 to because I had it as 7s. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. But then I... I felt like I was on to something, but then I realised that watching Match of Day that everyone kind of knew about it. Like, everyone knew how many... Like, Palace 
have had way more penalties than anyone yeah. else. I thought it was just something I noticed. <laughs> you rain man, your way I was like going, <laughs> Milivojevic has got a lot of goals this season, and they're all, all penalties. Spot kick, yeah. But it's brilliant. Watch out, because um, it happened exactly like you said, and I do know from the Facebook group that quite a lot of people were on that. Yeah, my brother missed it, and he was like, how did you even pick that? <laughs> um, so the six teams, so we didn't do a podcast, but we did put out picks because we. I was. you were at Cheltenham. I was essentially yep. being lazy and just wanted a week off. That's fine. The, yeah. the, the solid hardcore listeners yeah. on the Twitter and on I'm the not going to make like, a these. feeble excuse like I had an abscess. <laughs> and then he did that dental stuff. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on the Andy Robertson thing and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> That's it forever. Until, until the armband is no longer with him, I'm not going to stop this case. Would would he have made a difference in that game? Well, yeah, I guess, you yeah, can put, or, I guess Shinny, you can put the... Bearing in mind where the goals came from. Some of the goals from. at his doorstep, but yeah. for me, we're getting a bit personal For me, it was, um, it's the message. Like, yeah. if from the top down, I've said this over and over again, and I feel bad because I go on the SFA courses... I consider the coaching program different from who I'm slating here when I say the SFA are the, the most shambolic football association I've ever seen. They can't do anything. See when Andy Robertson isn't making it because of a booked dental appointment. Yeah, that's for, ridiculous. For abscess. Don't report it. Just say he's injured from the Fulham game. Leave it at that. I'm none the wiser. SFA reported it. So then Andy Robertson and his agent had to try and do something, which was, no, we'll get a flight over knowing that they wouldn't have been allowed to fly after surgery. Yeah. But then they reported that as well. And then reported that McLeish said, no, you can't come. So do you think that's to do with like the, just the whole social media era and the fact that you need to be putting news out there because there's no reason now not to? If SFA had said... Whereas back in the day, you had to print it in a newspaper. You could probably... You wouldn't expect this sort of shit to be reported. Maybe, but see, to be honest, if the SFA... Andy Robertson, although he's our captain, is not a high-profile player. If the SFA had said he's injured for the first game... Nobody would have probably looked any further. Yeah, he's not the type of person I would have went. What's up with him? Like when I heard like, when I heard like Tierney Fraser, <laughs> when I heard Tierney Fraser and uh, Patterson couldn't play, I was going. You know, they've been back for a few weeks now. Like, w- like Tierney played in a plastic pitch a few weeks ago against yeah. Kilmarnock, so I'm not getting the issue here. I think Liverpool fans on Twitter are your problem with that one because I think they would like as soon as the SFA announced something like Andy Robertson's not playing or why is he not playing, they'll go like. Do you remember the whole thing about transfer when they were getting transfers or like looking out taxis and all this? Like, yeah. yeah, all right, we've we've definitely signed Naby Keita. He's he, we've, we've tracked him from this airport to the to the <laughs> training ground. But yeah, oh. Oh, you totally would get that though because it, it, just him walking into the dentist like on Twitter, someone would be like, oh, "I've just seen Andy Robertson in the dentist waiting room." <laughs> his dentist taking a picture of the inside <laughs> of his mouth. Yeah, I, I always found this is I always found that funny. It was. Um, I think Jermaine Defoe came up to Scotland and made his debut against Kilmarnock, but he got a whack in the jaw. Right. And he had to go to hospital. Uh-huh. And there was people that took pictures of him in uh, the Royal in yeah. Glasgow, yeah. waiting to get an x-ray to make sure his jaw wasn't broken. And they're laughing, going, ha look, he's at the Royal. And you go, I... where do you think people, like, footballers don't have another hospital? <laughs> hospital. <laughs> like, when Fabrice Mwamba had a heart attack on a pitch, he got taken to the nearest hospital. He yeah. didn't go, where's the footballer's <laughs> hospital? Yeah. <laughs> they're just normal people the same with dentists they might have a private dental agreement but they'll go to the dentist when they need to go to the dentist <laughs> yeah. like that was always the thing I'd go huh where do, you, uh, where do you think they go oh he's had to go to hospital aye he, he will yeah that's how this works <laughs> they, they go private for things like surgeries yeah. but if you've got a broken jaw you go to A&E like everyone else <laughs> fucking idiots man <laughs> Um. so the 16th review I had I cheated a little bit, didn't I? Because I didn't get... I gave you a bank on the Friday. This is hilarious. So obviously John and I share our picks before doing the podcast so that we try not to double up on things. And he gave, he gave me a pick in the Australian A-League for his banker. But we didn't put the tweet out in time, so he had to change it, which was... Well, I also slept through it, so brilliant. I didn't get to back it. So, so. so guess who did back it? <laughs> me, right? And of course it fucking lost. And John's like, ah, it's fine, I've got another banker anyway. Like, I agree, that's no, that's no good for the fucking £20 sixfold I've just lost. Uh, the Central Coast Mariners won their first game in like 15. These are the boys that keep shipping goals after being 2-0 up. Well, they finally sacked their manager after oh. an 8-2 defeat and he came in. But... <laughs> were they 2-0 up in that game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were. I think they were pumped that game. Um, but no, it was. they changed their manager. They were playing Newcastle Jets and I watched the highlights on the Sunday before mm. I watched the live game on Sunday and they scored three goals to win 3-2. They 
They had three shots on goal. Brilliant. That is efficiency. Newcastle Jets had 34. Oh, Holy shit. And almost equalised and added on time to make it free each, but it got disallowed because they showed the penalty on VAR and the person who tapped it in was in the box before the penalty was taken. So was that not a retake? A retake and he missed the penalty. Whoa! Yeah, so it went free each and then they, they missed the retake. So they almost didn't win. But because of me missing that, I chose Ludogorets in the Bulgarian League at 1-5 and they won 6-0. So that wasn't exactly a hard pick. Um, I had Osnabrück at home to Jena. The much better odds of 4-9. That, um, they, they were nice odds. And that was that was a 3-1 win. Well, so I, had, I had that as well. I think I had all six of our picks, I believe. So... Yeah, I, I normally do that, but my main bet tends to be a double in the bank or a double in the value, and I, f- I do a fourfold on them. So this week was excellent for me. So the value for me was uh, Utrecht away to Ennisi Breda, even money, 4 0 win. That was so comfortable, was it was so ridiculous. Happy, I know. Uh, my, mine was not quite as comfortable. It was uh, Leipzig away at Schalke, which was a solid 1 0 win. So it's fine. And the outsider, I felt bad because Edmund City Manager is my B licensed tutor. And I was at the B license tutorial days this weekend, so I was backing against them before I turned up. Which was savvy, actually, on this occasion. Though. Yeah, I mean, I told them, so it was Annan at home to Edinburgh City. They won 3 1 in the end. It's a pretty crap game. I've seen, I seen a good bit of it on YouTube. I took 1860 Munich away at Würzburger at 3 1. And they didn't win. And they didn't win, which is really annoying because um, and I have another uh, sort of WhatsApp group with guys at work where we pick something similar. I took 4 for in that one. And they did win at odds of three to one. I was fucking oh, I got the wrong. One. I picked the wrong one. What you said then was wait till the tweet didn't go out and then change. It. <laughs> and then yeah. change it, guys. Actually, it's four for. Uh, no, but that was great, John. You got three out of three, um, and myself with two out. Of well, three, five so out of six was five brilliant. out of six yeah. in total. Uh, I think I've, I've, I need to go back and listen, but I think as figures would suggest, I believe my bankers are in the ninety percent mark, and yours are eighty five. That's probably right because I've not lost many, but I. The ones I you did lose, I, I lost start. in quick succession just before Christmas. You're, I think three in a row. Your post preseason form was poor. Yeah, and then as just before the winter break, you've kicked on. I've kicked on from there, you, and we're surging up the table. You would be like Sunderland second bottom, and Roy Keane taking over, <laughs> and then pushing and getting promoted. My like party thistle, Gary Caldwell. Like I'm not going into detail to like go from October onwards, but your form since then has been ridiculous. It's been good. So good, hopefully good. more of it this week. Because I was like. I had my Andy Vaughn voodoo doll that was just getting fucking jabbed at 4.45 yeah. every fucking day on a Saturday. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Andy? <laughs> Who is this team? <laughs> you're meant to know the Japanese and German leagues. That's why you're here. I do. I do know them. The Japanese leagues is far too early in the season to be getting involved with that, that yet. It's also far too early in the morning. To be <laughs> <laughs> it's a separate continent scooping. Yeah. Uh, our charity picks that week. Um, we got two out of three. And the reason for the three is... Uh, Dumbarton versus Airdrie was it's, postponed. Like everyone jokes about Scottish weather, but we normally get okay, and then for some reason snow hits when it gets to like March, April. Yeah, out out the blue, and games do get called off, yeah. and it's annoying. Um, so yeah, that was it. And those picks, uh, although there was no podcast for the sixteenth of March, were on our Facebook group and our Twitter. Uh, obviously, Gordon and I were down at the Cheltenham Festival as well, and I pulled out one for the Facebook group. Beware the bear, the ultimate handicap chase, twenty to one. Told everyone to back it. Fucking romped home. It was wonderful. It did really well. Um, twenty to one shot. So I was delighted with that. Was, and um, obviously there were picks every day from Cheltenham. And if you'd followed everything that I'd done, um, you you would have been up money, which is nice. Um, William Henry was your pick of the festival, though. William Henry was great. He won at thirty three to one, and Clondall Castle got a place at thirty three. It was it, it was a great festival. Um, good for outsiders. Yeah, William Henry. The most the most ridiculous thing about that was both myself and Andy and our girlfriends were standing at the the the, the winning post, and uh, Andy had already left. I'd to walked go, away to go place another bet oh, for the next <laughs> race because like, his horse came from seventh to dispute a photo and win. And we're, he's like, <laughs> "Boys, I'd already I'm, left. I'm, I'm he was go seventh back. going over the last fence. <laughs> I'm going to go back on the three thirty. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. So any Scottish players abroad, we've got a kind of. I feel like we've got a lot to catch up on. Let's here. power through it. We'll go through it as quick as possible. We'll start with Liam Henderson. Uh, Perugia one, Verona two, 
and we've just watched it there. Liam Henderson scored his first goal for Verona. Lovely. Good a take. lovely wee goal outside the box. He looks like he's got his barnet cut finally because he was not a guy that was sitting longer here. Do you think that's got something to do with this goal? Maybe he's boosted his confidence a wee bit like a reverse Samson. Well, he's been in and out of the team far too much. Yeah. But that feels like now they're, they're hitting, maybe hitting a wee bit of form because that's two in a row they've won. But then they did go on to draw against Askley, but they let in a late goal. They've been fourth for what feels like forever now. Like, honestly, like it feels like every time I look at them, there's no movement in the league. It's so tight as well. Yeah. The, the three leagues we were watching, which is the Spanish second division, Italian second division, and the German, German. second division, it's all like seven, eight points separating the oh, top yeah, five. The top. It's, yeah. so, it's so tight. It's good, though. It's great, great as a spectator. I feel bad for SC friends who have just who I don't even care about anymore I've no idea what they're doing I still see the results and I just go why have I got that on <laughs> have you not have you not unticked them not yet uh, Jack Harper at Malaga Malaga won Osasuna 2 Jack Harper came on last 10 minutes and did manage to get his yellow card uh, played against gymnastics played 70, uh, 70 minutes came off just before they scored so Malaga won 1-0 but that's that's always deflating as a sub at any level of football as if your team is drawing 0-0 you come off and they score within a minute you can off you're not like, yes. No, you take that so personally. You're like, fucking hell. That was me. It's the same way you come on if a team's winning. Your team's winning and they draw, you go, that was all me. Ah, you come like, on and fuck it for It them. could have nothing to do with you. Aye. But, the but fact it's that, your fault. Yeah. And the fans will remember that. Yeah. Well. I, I, why is he coming on? He does so many. Like, a centre forward shouldn't have more yellow cards and goals. And Jack True. Harper definitely has that. He's young, though. That's this petulance. He's not that young anymore. It's like 22, 23 now. Would you have ditched him in like a FIFA season? Ah, he's getting old now. I need, need to trade him up for some another hot prospect. Probably, yeah, at this point. But I'm in too deep with him now. Yeah. I think he's still a player that must be good because he gets enough game time for Malaga who are chasing promotion. Yeah. Like, he can't be... He can't be bad. bad. I, I don't yeah. think he's a bad player. Yeah, because I, th- I feel like... Spanish I feel all just like foreign leagues are the type of leagues that wouldn't persist with a a Scottish a player Scottish if they were player. rubbish yeah, yeah. You know it's mean? not like we've got the heritage anymore aye to go oh, this guy will come good yeah he's from Scotland <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean look at, look what happened to James McFadden I yeah. mean that's the, he's the next boy yeah uh, David Bates so he's had a busy time so his first one was the St. Pauli v Hamburg derby oh it's a rout which they won 4-0 trouncing um, played full 90 minutes so no surprise there David Bates clean sheet the next was a disaster though. his next game at home with Darmstadt well after 20 minutes they were 2-0 up aye and coasting yeah and you think with Bates there you're doing fine but they they lost 3 goals in the last 25 minutes not sure what happened because I was heading towards uh, one of the matches that day can't remember who it wasn't anyone I support I was just going yeah. to watch a match see when I see something like that happen though there's always a wee bit in the back of my head going because I back Hamburg a lot Mm. Going, yes, I didn't touch them this week and they've lost three Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bates then is continuing to be called up for Scotland. So he played in that just absolute fiasco. None of those goals were his fault. No, they weren't. But None. No. You could, you know, you can't lay any of them at his door at all. I know, but he's still. As part of the team, I understand part what of you that mean. team that got, the, in my opinion, the worst result I've ever seen in Scottish football. Like it's it's worse than the Faroe Islands. Yeah, it was it was awful, and to kick off a campaign as well, horrendous. Yeah, it... we were all listening to it in uh, in work, and the most interesting thing was different people's streams at different times. So obviously, people <laughs> listen to. So you'd get like a deflated half of the office, and you hear some guy over there. Oh fuck's sake! That's <laughs> us down two 0 It was the ultimate double down for me. Uh, my boss had come out and said, if we wanted to work for lunch, we could leave at like quarter to four. And catch the second half. Yeah. So I've already worked through my lunch by the time the game's kicked off. But ten minutes into the game, I'm going. I wish I do. I shouldn't have bothered. Sunk cost right there. Aye. aye. What? What? I'm fucking starving, and now I've got to go home. By the time I got into the, by the time I got into the pub, it was three now. I get the game was done as well. Was it wasn't. It wasn't one of these games that's yeah, like, oh, need, we're going to turn this. There around. needed to be a goal before half time for us. I tell you what, you don't do. You don't go in at half time two 0 and then come out and within five minutes go three 0 down. Yeah, like that is unbelievable. It's just so, so it's so Scottish. I'm, so, I, I was certain as well that what was that because I was saying it in the lead up to the San Marino game that we would win that one nil. I was absolutely certain. Well, I was I, like, it'd be just so Scottish of us, like to to win it. So you can't really complain, but for it to be shit. I then tried to talk myself round by looking at some of their results and went, uh, teams on level with us have struggled to go there and win. 
like teams like Poland have drawn. I was like, so there is teams that are drawn. Kazakhstan there. have only won like five games. Yes, that's the big one. Is and they against like Andorra. And they shit. don't win many games. They draw. They managed to keep teams or keep scores down. But then Russia went there on Monday and won four, four now. Oh, and they I just went, rinsed oh, them for fucks. Because Russia with my woman I was going. Russia aren't they that good? So if you had told me Scotland were going to get out, it's not even that. See, when you take the result aside, if you had told me Scotland were going to come out of Kazakhstan and San Marino with a negative goal difference. You wouldn't have believed it. I would have been disgusted. Yeah. Been, that's not going to happen. What I especially hate is Alex McLeish going, it's not a problem because... No, stop there. What you hate <laughs> is Alex McLeish and we can just... Well, I do hate the appointment, but him saying or having the nerve to come out afterwards and go, oh, other teams will struggle. There'll be little blips up and down straight. Right, that's great, Alex. What you don't do is give everyone a fucking head start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you Cause, believe cause, that, go and win. Yeah, go and win because... If other teams are going to have little blips, there's nothing to say we won't have another blip, right? But we've already we've already had ours early. <laughs> like we've we've played our fucking Joker in the pub quiz in in round one and been shit at it, <laughs> and everyone else still has theirs. Yeah, it's fucking horrendous. F- folk folk don't get it. I I seen on Twitter. I've I've got loads of people down in England that follow me on Twitter just because of people I've met doing different things, and they they all have a go. Because they remember what I was like during the World Cup. Like how anti-English I was. Ah, because like they didn't actually do anything that good. But one of them did chime up and go, you know what, actually you've got a point. Because when City, he's a City fan, he goes, when we were in the second division, we loved when Man U lost. And I was like, yeah. It's that. that it's that. Yeah. We are so low down the pecking order that you just have to enjoy your rivals not winning. Yeah. Like that that's all we have now. Sleeping like an Everton fan. <laughs> 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 but I did like that, he kinda of chimed in, he kinda of, made his own point. I was like, hey, that's, that's exactly what it is. I just, I just want to bring this up because we have we have a mate, uh, Bob, who was texting us yesterday with his coupon, right? Oh. And one of the games in that coupon was Switzerland, Denmark, Switzerland win. <laughs> Switzerland were three 0 up with four minutes to go or something. Yeah. And it ended three all. Yeah. Have you seen highlights of that? I've like, not seen highlights. It was um, I seen one of my mate's tweets, my mate Feeney, who put it up and he said, if you are managing international football and you're 3-0 up at any point in the match, at international football, club football, I'll forgive you, things can happen. Um, players work together and they keep going. But international football, that game's over. It goes 3-0, that game's dead. Denmark aren't especially good either. Like I was at the Republic of Ireland-Denmark game, the playoff game in Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh, just because I love Denmark and I'm a member of their football association, I <laughs> like can buy tickets for the games. So, so I went to that game and it was nil nil and shit. And Denmark were not good. Yeah, and I thought in the World Cup as well they got they were one of the shitter teams that managed to get out the group just by luck and nature of the group they were in. And nil nil draws were okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So how they've managed to score three goals in four minutes yeah, is amazing. Switzerland are definitely not a team that concede three goals regularly either. No, they're they're like Stefan Licksteiner at the back as well. She's still playing. I hope so. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that was an absolute freak result. That yeah, it's literally why I don't bet in international football. Yeah, I, I kept my stakes small, and the guys in the Facebook group would have seen this when I was saying get on England because I, I, I rebacked them when they went one 0 down against Montenegro, and they were twenty one to twenty with like seventy minutes to play. To oh, that was twenty one to twenty just to win the game. I thought it's like that is amazing odds, and of course they won five one. Yeah, well, that is quite good. <sighs> yeah. So that was so, but because it's international football, I think I, I cumulatively cumulatively had like fifty quid in the game and no more. I was right. like, I'm not I'm not going silly on this because it's internationals and I hate them. But anyway, we're back. We're back to league football. Back to league football through to the end of the season because I think there's only one nonsense international break between now and the end. Brilliant. And it's those awkward April friendlies which don't mean anything. When Scotland play Nigeria or something like uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, Nigel Quasi gets his debut <laughs> yeah, yeah. at Easter Road. <laughs> so this week's picks, we'll go straight into it. My banker, Azad Altmar at home to Groningen. Uh, two to five. Basically the last ten results for Altmar at home are they've won eight. Drawn one, lost one. They beat Ajax 1-0 at home in the last game, right after Ajax had won 4-1 in the Bernabeu. That's impressive. Altmar are the they're the most... What's the right way to say this? They're the most anti-Dutch side in that league just now. They're very compact. I watched the Ajax game, and I'd actually 
with about 20 minutes to go back both teams to score because mm-hmm. Ajax had all the ball in the last third and just couldn't get through their defence really impressive um, Gronigan have lost uh, 7 of their last 10 away games so 2-5 I'm quite confident in that it's 4 feet 8 so it's not a lot of splitting them in the table but uh, as a Dalmar's form's too good cool uh, my banker I'm in Italy in the Serie B this is Saturday at 5pm so hopefully you've got Coupin still riding onto this <laughs> one it's Brescia versus Foggia. So Brescia top of the table, one point advantage over Palermo. So they're still playing and they're playing hard for points. Uh, Foggia are third bottom and actually sit in that relegation zone in the third relegation spot. Brescia solid at home. They lead the league's home game table. They've got 30 points from the 13 games there. So terrific home record. Foggia managed only 11 points in the road and they've played a game more away. So 14 away fixtures this season. Foggia have been drawing a lot of games recently, which is why I think you're getting such a good price for a banker here. You'll get Brescia at 5-7. to seven. I just think that's tremendous value. I think they'll be far too strong for them. You've dipped into Serie B quite a few times, though. Pal- usually back in Palermo, Palermo who, are, who are in second. <laughs> so so <laughs> fuck yeah. Palermo, let's go Brescia. Yeah. I, I, it's the draws that worry me. I, I know when talking about games, i got Gordon sending me over some picks he might consider, and... This was after I'd texted you mine already, and Brescia was on that list. So Brescia, I, I like the Brescia one as well. It's and it's because of <laughs> I looked at the Pal- Palermo playing away at this point as well. No, nah, I'm not picking them because of the podcast. And then looked at Brescia, and they just they they look like they're all right, and they look like they could probably turn over this mob. So five to seven's a big price, right? Okay, right, okay. Um, my value is it feels like a banker, but I don't get why you're getting the odds. It's Hitafi home to Leganes. So Hitafi are fourth in the league versus 14th Leganes. Hitafi have won the last five in a row. They've won nine out of ten in the last home games. It's beautiful when you see flash scores and all those green W's in the, the right hand side. The only team that's beat them at home, Barcelona. Right. Who are all right. I've heard they're good. They're, they're quite good. Uh, Leganes have lost four out of the last five away games. They're 14th. Um, the, so the league table basically sits Catalan at top, Madrid second, third and fourth now. <laughs> Because yeah. it's Atletico, Real, Hitafi yep. in the top four, so you could have. So that's going to be a Champions League nightmare potentially next year. Just try, try to work out which Madrid fixtures. team can play at home and when, because <laughs> that's three of them all within like a hundred miles of each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I can't see past you. I think you've backed Hitafi at home. You said with Vigo recently. I have. They just they seem to steamroll teams They're as good. well. Yeah. I think I looked even further back, and the only teams that beat them at home this season are Barca, Atletico Madrid, and Valencia. They beat Real Madrid Stop as well. Teams. Yeah. So I, I can't. And the beat Real Madrid in that form as well that I'm mentioning. What recently, price again? Uh, you're getting even money. Brilliant. Wow. So I, I don't, I don't get it. I, honestly, I was kind of looking, going. Hope that's not one of these ones where we go. I don't understand why miss, you're getting this price. And then suddenly, the squad. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's something mental They're all at happening. Disneyland. Um, my value. I'm staying closer to home. I'm in, I'm in the Scottish Premier League. Saturday, three o'clock. Hearts versus Aberdeen, and I'm going to back Derek McInnes' side away from home. So I'm taking Aberdeen, mainly because you're getting. What I think is insane odds of seven to four on this game. So it's Tyne Castle. It's at Tyne Castle, but only three points separate these teams. So Aberdeen are in third, Hearts in fifth place. However, Hearts have been a bit ropey. They started the season well. You remember they were top of the league for a yes. while. Um, so their form's dropped off as the season has gone on, and it culminated in a pretty dire performance where they lost one 0 to Hamilton in the last game out. Yeah. So Hearts have it in them to be terrible. Um. Whereas Aberdeen in the five game form table uh, are a more respectable sixth in that table as to Hearts is 10th. So Hearts are in a, in a poor run right now. Um, Aberdeen have also been excellent away from home this season. They're top of the away from home league table. Right. Okay. Which I think is crazy. They're the same points as Celtic, a game less away from home. Uh, 27 points picked up on the road. So while this game I think might be quite close. The fact you're getting pretty much 2-1 to one on Aberdeen, I think, represents the value there, and I'm more than happy to have this as my value pick. I would I, I would avoid it, just because I feel that one goal will separate it. 2-1 to one that for does, Aberdeen. That doesn't mean the one goal won't be to Aberdeen, <laughs> yeah. but I feel hearts are so negative. I just think that it's the odds, 2-1. to one. I, think that's, I think that's too big. I think I heard that, I think they said that McKenna was kind of carrying a wee knock over at national duty as well. Um, Shinny will be back in midfield so I don't think the yeah that won't be a, that won't be a problem much. they won't be playing him at left back yeah <laughs> that's true Constantine will be back mental um, 
that will be close. I do like the young boy Dean Campbell that's playing for Aberdeen now. That was the Rangers Aberdeen game um, a couple of weeks ago, and they had four teenagers in their midfield. I was that's ridiculous. That, it's that, good though. I like mean... good on about experience. He, Dean Campbell's the boy who's captained the, the Scotland schoolboys under 16s right. and they've been going on and on about him a lot and the problem was he was excelling under 20s when he was 15, 16 wow. and they've kind of been banking on him being this superstar superstar. and although a lot of his performance at iBooks was just chasing the ball he pretty much battered our midfield wow so what to look out for well he's he's honestly see the way this, see the way I watch this is becoming the pure anti-Scotland podcast See the way I watched Scotland midweek, I would just, I would rid about fifty percent of the squad that were involved in that game and just go, you know what? No, like it's just a whole new wave of players because our under nineteens and under twenties just now are tremendous, look decent. Like, yeah, really our, our under nineteens last night lost. Did they get beat two 0 to Portugal and had two men sent off? Because I was having a look at that, but. Outside of that, their form has been unreal. Yeah, because they beat Turkey 4-1. Yeah, the and they game beat before, Mexico which, which 2-0. Which gave us a chance to qualify. Um, there's players there coming through. It's just kind of going, why are we still using the same ones all the time that aren't people that have been involved in too many field campaigns? That's also fear from the manager, though, because if you don't pick on paper your best 11 and it doesn't go right, you get questions, especially from the media, going, why did you leave out... James Forrest. These, yeah, guys <laughs> that, you know... yeah. And, and that's what does that and it's fear because one bad result as we've seen can ruin the whole campaign I almost just think though if you just kind of balls out though and you go yeah but, but see, now's, see the, way, see now's the, way, the time to do it because you fucked it already well see the way votes like see I liked, I, I liked Bertie votes so, so did I. I I liked the idea that he just came in and went essentially we're fucked now yeah I need to basically find out one who's got an English grandparent yeah and two where else are the players fucking Robbie Stockdale Nigel Quasi, Kevin Kyle given a debut. Warren Cummings. <laughs> Plays right back for Dundee United. <laughs> so there's a name. I don't even know if he's still a footballer. And, uh, he was and, a young boy. And Alex because he's got premiership footballers in England to choose from. Yeah. Celtic players to choose from. This this isn't a bad this isn't a bad time to be Scotland manager, but he's making it look fucking difficult. Yeah. Um Right, we won't mention Scotland anymore, yeah. so we're really upset about <laughs> yes. it. Outsiders. Outsiders. <laughs> Yeovil brilliant yes on the Yeovil Express can't believe they are being mentioned again well the last time they were picked they were a winner because you just took them to yeah. Morecambe yeah and they won 3-2 I like Yeovil um, so Yeovil at home to Newport County they're 22nd so they're one position above the relegation zone at home to mid-table Newport who don't really have anything to play for uh, Yeovil were in terrible form uh, two wins at home and five isn't great form but if you're in the relegation area that's quite good that's, that's six points to pick up and Newport have lost four of the last five away so I, I'm just looking at Newport going, even if they went on a, an immaculate run, they couldn't make the playoffs. Mm. They also cannot fall into relegation. There is nothing to play for for them. But Yeovil need to try and bridge the gap between them and the team that are in relegation. I just think if Yeovil are going to win a home game, this is the one. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and, you're, and you're getting 2-1. Two 2-1's to one. Two decent. So of all the outsiders I looked at, that was the one that really took my fancy. Okay. Um, again, I'm staying in Scotland this time. I'm taking Forfer at home to Arbroath at 10-3 because, as I mentioned earlier, Forfer won for me the other week. They're, they're on an absolute tear. Their home record's been brilliant. They've won their last seven home games in the spin from not a very good start to the season. Arbroath, who are top of the league, Forfer now have made it up to third. Forfer, top of the 10-game uh, the form table, 20 points for a possible 30. Arbroath, fourth with 15 points from a possible 30. However, see when you cut it down to five games, Forfar still top that. Our both are rock bottom. Oh, really? Of the entire division. <laughs> like, they're just on a horrible, horrible run right now, and Forfar on a great run, and they're brilliant at home, is being played at Forfar's home ground, 10-3 to three for a Forfar win. So over 3-1. to one. That's, that's a huge odds. price. So I can't, I can't, I'm quite excited about this bet. I mean, obviously, they're still 10-3, to three and they might not win. <laughs> But I think that just represents a really good bet. Right, okay. I can't, I can't argue. I, I, that that league to me just always, every time I look at it, it seems to be somebody different at the top. Like whether it's Airdrie Rafe or Arbroath, it seems to just switch all the time. But that may be because Arbroath are stinking recently. Oh, horrendous. I don't know how you go from like being top of the league. Well, they're Dem still top of the league. Because Dumbarton are currently one of the form teams as well. Yep. After all that. 
but they'll, they've had a couple of games called off of late. I think um, you might you might find a, a fixture backlog happening. Yeah, they're not playing. That's why they're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> if Gary was here, he'd explain that. They're not rock bottom. Um, probably Gordon. You got any picks you want to hit out? See yeah. this is the section before we hit the charity bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple actually for me. I think this week Rody uh, represents some really good value at home to Concarno. Rody are top of the um, the form league top of the actual league. Um, they're doing really well. They've got 13 points from the last five games. Uh, Concarno have won. Um, they're just not in any good shake at the moment. And because it's we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, I could only get bookies, again, I wouldn't use. So, But they've got them at 8 to 11, up to evens between the two bookies. So th- it just looks like a really, really good pick. And I was showing Andy this yesterday when you came to the form tables, and it just looks like you get one... Like the French leagues this week are a total crapshoot with the exception of this one game. Right? <laughs> right. I reckon that you could spank five draws between these. They're all playing each other in like really close contention and it just looks like this is the only game that represents any value in there for me. The other one, um, for if I was doing a, a kind of outsider and again was speaking to Andy about this yesterday, is in the Austrian second division. So uh, this is an interesting one. They've, they've played a few games now so we're into a bit of a form and Cap Fernberg are playing Liefering at, and Kapfenberg are at home and are 9-4 to four. so if you look at the standings in the league Kapfenberg are 5th Liefering are 10th if you look at their form table Kapfenberg are 6th Liefering are 14th they're just doing really really well at home and I initially thought that oh maybe I'm confusing some like last season's form like the league wasn't that, that far on but no they've, they've played a good few games now we're far enough in and at 9-4 to four is a huge price to be playing at home so that that would be my bet. So that was, uh, if anyone didn't get it there, it was Kapfenberg. Kapfenberg. So we're into the Austrian second division. Um, so yeah, they would be my two. And then uh, a special shout out goes to um, Bézier in the, <laughs> in the French League too, because they're going to draw. And they're going to draw, uh, <laughs> they're going to draw either one each or nil nil. So um, <laughs> if you can get on one of those spread bets, you get that, like, get nil nil one each two two. At, like, they are so draws. They go on my every week as a draw. And, each team they're playing against uh, GFC Ajaccio. Each team, three of the last four games have been a draw. It's <laughs> going to be the kind of game that you would like begrudge watching. Well, it's like the Kilmarnock Hamilton you've managed to stay away from for the first time this season. Not touching it. Not touching it. As that game's been one-one the last three times I've played. Last, okay, let's uh, let let's do that with Bezier Bezier <laughs> as a double. So a double one-one. A double one-one. I'll stick one. on it. I'll, I'll I'll have a five-pound free bet. Nice. Uh, I like, like that. So that and there's 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 actually one other game um, myself and Andy were talking about. Um so uh, last time I was on the podcast I mentioned J. A. Droncy. Uh, and they're in the <laughs> Andy's shaking his he, head. He's here. laughing for the just the, the micro expression that appeared on my face <laughs> at the mention of their so, name. J. A. Droncy are playing in the National and they're playing against Stad Laval. So Stad Laval were a, a good team a couple of years ago. Stad Laval have got all of their points at home. They are the, like they are the best team in the league, but all they do is win at home. Right. Droncy all they can do, they've, they haven't won a league game away from away from home. It's like a rock and a hard place. I, th- I have no idea how this game is going to go. And I like, I was talking about it earlier on because you look at see if you just look at the form guide. Yeah, this is uh, an away win hands down. But if you look at like their specific away, they just don't. I, I don't understand how you can be so bad away from home. <laughs> so that's an interesting one. I have no idea what the score is going to be there, um, but it's just one to mention because it's a, a rock and a hard place. I wonder. I wonder why it is like. Is France big enough that they would generally fly between football matches and maybe this team just they has would, a bus? They would not fly in that distance, uh, that, league. That, that league. I, ju- I just Well, maybe, they, maybe their bus is particularly poor. <laughs> maybe it's like the one bus. I... Maybe it's like the bus I get to Dundee United yeah. games. <laughs> is that why they play on Friday night? So you can use it on Saturday. <laughs> I maybe. Andy, who's your charity picks? So, uh, I've got two charity picks here, um, as usual. The first, I am in the Dutch Tweeder Divisa, Saturday at 2 o'clock, and I am taking the home team in the match of Eiselmeer Vogels <laughs> against Barendrecht. That team again, I'm going to wait for you to text me that, I'm not going to try and write it down. It's I-J-S-S-E-L-M-E-E-R-V-O-G-E-L-S. Still make mistakes. So, so as, it's, as it sounds... <laughs> 
<laughs> they're second place on 51 points and they're playing second bottom, who only have 18 points. Isomere Vogel's solid at home, eight wins from their last 13, only one loss in that period. Um, I can't see anything but a solid home win here. Um, I couldn't get odds on this. Right, so it'll be a Saturday the time. Morning. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a crapshoot. We'll see. We'll see what they give us. And the second one, this is because I make reasonable notes here. I'm going to read out word for word what these notes are. Hull at Ipswich, six to four, England Championship, Saturday, three p.m. Ipswich are awful. Last time Ipswich won this fixture was thirteen meetings ago, two thousand and eight. Fucking hell! Hull have lost their last five away games in a row. It doesn't matter. Ipswich are awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking Hull. Okay. I like that. What are the odds in Hull? Uh, you'll get Hull at 6-4. to four. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Away from home. Ipswich so, are bad. Oh, yeah, they're really so bad. bad. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, because Isomer Vogels, I reckon, will be reasonably heavy favourites. Probably 1-2. But if better than that, great. And I'll balance that out with a 6-4 to four shot to combine to a round. Yeah, this, this is the interesting thing when I always see managers get sacked. See if a manager is particularly negative and has a style of play. For example, Mick McCarthy at Ipswich. Yeah. You cannot sack that manager mid season. Because uh, who's who's gonna come in and you can't change you can't change those players. You you, you actually can't change those players. It was the same with Pulis when they got him out of West mm-hmm. Brom. You, you, if you've got like I remember when De Boer came into Palace and he made some signings, was changing their football. And then Hodson came in, they were a different team altogether. Yep. I was like, yes, because the players were getting taught the right lessons though. Like they were getting coached well. That, so it was easy to come in and do the other side. He was he was also incredibly unlucky. I remember like watching one the, of the games. The Burnley game just before he gets sacked. They, Someone they missed they a pumped. header from like two yards out that yep. is a goal in every league in the world at any level of football. Yeah. It just so unlucky. And that was the day he gets sacked. That was the day he gets sacked. Burnley away they lost one 0 yeah. They should have scored a couple of goals as well. Um but yeah, so <laughs> Ipswich are just falling apart. It's off. Mick McCarthy's in charge of Ireland just now, and I watched the Gibraltar game, and that yeah, I can see why Ipswich fans wanted him out. To be fair, but yeah, you were texting me during that. It was the worst. <laughs> like Scotland, Sam Marino looked into entertaining. Fucking hell. Um, so I've got for my charity picks. I've got Willem Twee at home at Seatard. It's nine versus thirteenth. But Willem Twee have won uh, four of the last five at home. Seatard are on a run of seven defeats away from home. It doesn't get any better when you go to 10 or 20. It's two wins in that 20 games. I've got a couple of draws in there, but it's mainly defeats. Um, you're getting four to six for that. I'm pretty confident on Saturday that is a banker. Uh, the other charity pick is CD Chavez at home to Sporting Lisbon. I'm taking Sporting Lisbon away at even money. Lisbon have won six of the last ten away. Quite good form. It's fourth versus second bottom in Sporting Lisbon's favour. Um, Sporting Lisbon have won the last four meetings, uh, drawing the fifth. So I just think even money. This was going to be my value until I seen the Hitafi form. Okay. But yeah, I'm taking Lisbon. I can't see anything other than a Sporting win. Sounds good. Yeah. Superb. Sounds a good fourfold. It, yeah, it'll be good odds, actually. Well, depending on what you're... Ishmael Vogels. Eishelmeer Vogels. Eishelmeer Vogels, okay. Um, you got a special? You thought of anything? I have actually. Go for um, it. Although, you're much better at the specials than me over the small sample size. Uh, so far, yeah. Uh, so, West Ham v Everton Saturday at five 5.30. I'm going to take both teams to score in the first half in that game. Both teams score in the first half? In the first half. Do you know what odds you're getting for that? I don't. We will wait then. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, my special is also the late kickoff in the championship. Middlesbrough at home to Norwich. Middlesbrough will be missing their captain Ayala, who is suspended. Norwich are in great form. They've won the last five away from home. So I'm taking a Norwich win and former Celtic striker Timir Pukki. Aye, big Timo. Is he back? To score. Um, so scoring win for him is 12-5. to five. He has scored in 11 victories and he's only lost two games when they've, when he's scored. So I think it's a it's a pretty good one. He's not scored in a few games, but the last away game he did score. So I'm fancying Pookie to score, Norwich to win at 12-5. to Sounds good to me. And after your uh, Crystal Palace penalty shout, I'll definitely be taking that. Yeah, as I think a lot well, of I'm going to back both be. of them because I quite like that. And there's the score of the one. I'm, I'm going to do a few different bets this weekend. I'm going to try and get rich. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, obviously, check the Twitter. Join the Facebook group if you've not joined it yet. It's Trampled Bet Podcast. Just search for that. 
we put some good stuff up there. Some of our members get involved as well. Uh, I've been doing pretty well on that. Tipped a greyhound. Um, a friend of mine's the syndicate <laughs> owner in, uh, which which won comfortably at five to four, and everyone was on that. England, England halftime, full time market, and a twenty to one horse for my last three bets, not all winners. So definitely worth being part of that and get involved. Uh, we're talking just now in the Facebook group because uh, I know there's a couple of guys in there. Uh, shout out to Mark Angus and President of the Glasgow Baseball Association, Jason Stott, with the MLB season kicking off on Thursday of this week. So each team plays 162 games a season. So it's, it's heavy yeah. and there's lots of betting opportunity. <laughs> so just now is a great time um, before the season kicks off proper to get involved in picking the sixth division winner. So I'm going to run really quickly through what okay, I think go is going to happen. So we'll take the... American League first, and I'm going to go East, West, Central, and I'm going to go East, West, Central in the National League. So I fancy Boston Red Sox, Houston Astros, St. Louis Cardinals, Atlanta Braves, LA Dodgers, Cleveland Indians to be your division winners this year. And if I'm betting on someone to take the entire prize in the World Series, I'm going to go for the Houston Astros. But if you have a wee look at the Facebook group, you'll see a discussion among people that know and like baseball. I will also point out one thing. I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast, if that's okay. Go for it. Uh, called Bat Flips and Nerds. So if anyone likes baseball, wants to hear a bit more about season predictions, before every season starts, they do a one-off special episode where they take all the 2,300 games and assign win totals to each team in a random order. Right, okay. And, that is, and they mark it off in a spreadsheet. And that's how they work out what they think their division standings will be at the end based on number of wins. It's a really entertaining listen. Um, so bat flips and nerds, and you'll see that there it comes out similar to mine, but there's probably a couple of upsets in there. Okay, look, hey, you've mentioned Facebook. You can get us at Twitter at TrampleBet. You can get me on Twitter at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. You can get me at ASV Sports, and you can get me at underscore Gordo Mick. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I know this was a longer one, but we'll keep it shorter next week when we're commenting on our clear winners. Uh, Thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers, guys. See you later on. Sports Social Podcast Network.